0: Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily today discussing the biggest storyline of the draft. Sam will pick one and I'll pick one and it's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets if the basketball team of your choosing hits a three. That's code PFF to turn $1 into $100 in free bets for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, Sam, we're almost one week away from the 2021 NFL Draft. We've discussed all of the various storylines, looked at it every which way in the first round, but what to you is the biggest story that you're looking to see starting next Thursday?
1: Well, I'm going to leave you with the obvious one, Mr. Quarterback over there. I know where you're going. Um, But instead, I'm really intrigued to see what happens with all of these tackle-needy teams. Um, There's a ton of teams heading into this draft that need to come out of it with a starting left tackle. And we've seen that before. We saw it last year. But unlike last year where most of them were positioned fairly well in the top half of the draft, most of the teams here that need one... Actually, in the lower half, you've got the Chargers at 13. You've got Minnesota, one pick later, at 14. You go down Indianapolis at 21, um, Pittsburgh 24. uh, Where else? We go all the way down to Kansas City at 31. There's a lot of teams that need to come out of this draft having secured a left tackle. And I don't know if there's going to be that number of first round caliber left tackles that everybody's happy with so i'm really intrigued particularly the second half of the draft when these guys start to fly off the board and these teams come up without the player available that they really covet what do they do does that prompt somebody to make a knee-jerk trade for an orlando brown does it you know leave them to just kind of panic a little bit reach on somebody and and get a guy in the first round that might not belong there Or do they have the guts to play chicken with this and to pass on it, take a different position, come back around in the second, even let the whole thing pass them by and start trying to pick up the phone to a guy like Villanueva or Russell Okung as a free agent and try and patch it up that way. I just think that's a fascinating narrative in this first round where so many teams need that starting left tackle.
0: Yeah, I think, look, I know you mentioned I'll talk quarterbacks. It's more nuanced than that, Sam. But yeah, I think the tackle story is a huge one. We have seven tackles, six true tackles, really, uh, in our top 32 on the PFF draft board. We have 10 or 9, really, in the top 50. I keep uh, eliminating one because of Elijah Vera Tucker from USC, who's played tackle, but um, is probably more of a guard at the next level. So I do think it's a huge story. I think that's part of a bigger story around the NFL, though, is how many teams have either dismantled their offensive lines or or dismantled and had to rebuild them like the Raiders or just happen to be in the Steelers or just happen to be going into the draft like the Bengals uh, with major question marks or the Vikings, right? Like with huge question marks on the offensive line. And you know, the thousandth time we've said it this draft season, it's an uncomfortable spot to be in when you go in with these major needs to fill. So I think the entire offensive line story, uh, is a fascinating one uh, my biggest story is is quarterback driven and huh. I, I it's really there's really two of them though. there's really two of them and one of them piggybacks on what you're saying I'll get to that in a second but I've said before the idea of getting into Bill Belichick's head when it comes to the quarterback position is so fascinating to me and the idea of getting into Kyle Shanahan's head when it comes to the quarterback position I love it right Shanahan is one of the greatest offensive minds A guy who, you know, nothing sums up Kyle Shanahan like 2019. They have the number four most efficient offense. And Jimmy Garoppolo ranked 13th for us in PFF grades. That's Shanahan in a nutshell. He gets the most out of quarterbacks. Now we get to see what is he going to covet at number three. And then Bill Belichick, after having Tom Brady for 20 years, Jimmy Garoppolo happens to be the only actual other quarterback decision that he's made. That was with the idea of creating, uh, getting a starter, right? So, We get to get into Belichick's head and Shanahan's head and see uh, what they're thinking at the quarterback position.
1: Yeah, I I feel that we might not with Bill Belichick still. I think the difference between the two is that Belichick still might just be hamstrung by lack of options. Um, You know, we thought we were in this position a year ago where we would finally get to see what does Bill Belichick really want in a quarterback in a post-Tom Brady landscape, and it, it never really happened. He just didn't make any moves you know, they almost rolled into the season with Jared Stidham as a starter. And then right at the death, it was like, okay, we can't really do that. Let's grab Cam Newton because the deal has become too good to pass up at this point. They're kind of in the same spot now. And we're, we're, a lot of people are projecting that, you know, if a quarterback starts to slide in the first round, we'll see him jump up. But even then, it's not really a, you know, what does Bill Belichick think? It's just, maybe this was the one guy available, and he goes up and gets him. And really all we're learning there is that he doesn't buy into the idea that Cam Newton is any kind of answer based off what we've seen last year, and it would be hard to argue with that. The Shanahan thing, though, I think you do genuinely get an idea of what he covets because he traded essentially three first-round picks to get his choice at number three overall, and that's assuming that Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one And most people think that Zach Wilson is going to go number two. So Shanahan elected to jump up from 12 to 3, throw all those picks at it at three very diverse, or one of three very diverse quarterbacks. So Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones will be the three options at that point, all three of whom are vastly stylistically different from the other one. And therefore, whichever one he picks, is like this really strong statement on what he wants in a quarterback, whatever way it is, right? Whether it's he covets Justin Fields accuracy and mobility, or just Trey Lance's insane, you know, rushing ability and, and we'll figure out the rest later. Or Mac Jones, right? I want a guy, I have a system, my system works really well. I'm gonna get a guy in who runs it perfectly. And I don't care if he can't make anything happen outside of structure, because he won't ever need to. This offense is able to turn Nick Mullins into a quarterback who Nick Mullins right now is basically 600 career attempts, which is, you know, a high volume single season for a quarterback. He's thrown for 4,700 yards at 7.9 yards per attempt. Those are insane numbers. And he's done that with a 2.3% big time throw rate, which would basically be the lowest in the NFL in any given year. So with Nick Mullins doing basically nothing to contribute to this offense, Kyle Shanahan has that guy putting up numbers that are like top 10 in the NFL.
0: So, And that's what makes it such a great decision to see. By the way, those Mullins numbers are just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it, not even grading all that well. Uh, but what what is the missing piece that Shanahan is looking for? Is it the rushing ability? Is it... Is it the Uber rushing ability because that's Trey Lance? Mm-hmm. Is it the combo because that's Justin Fields? Or is it just a cheaper version of Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, th- I, I keep dismissing Mac Jones as the number three overall pick, but they might it might be a Kyle Shanahan John Lynch decision where it's just give me the cheaper guy
1: so we could build the rest of the roster. The the numbers that I read out though about Nick Mullins are why I think there is a a real chance that Mac Jones is a, is an idea that they like I, I don't think it's crazy you look at it and you say well trading three first round picks for a guy with mac jones ceiling is just depressing it's just a, a decision nobody would make but i honestly think that Kyle shanahan could justifiably look at his offense and say if i can make a guy like Jimmy or like uh, Nick Mullins put up you know really high-end numbers whilst contributing almost nothing to that you're right his grades have been terrible 65. Uh, last year or in 2018 uh, and then 57 last year in 2020 like he's not been doing a huge amount but he's put up 4700 yards at eight point yard, uh, eight yards per attempt essentially over a full season if Kyle Shanahan could look at Mac Jones and say this guy processes at an incredibly high level the one thing we know that he can do is function in a really good system to an extremely high degree. My system is as good as it gets. This guy is going to look like a superstar even if he can't function outside of the structure because this structure is so good, it's not going to be an issue.
0: So you're you're starting to buy into the Mac Jones hype I've, here.
1: I'm saying it's conceivable. I still think that Justin Fields is the pick. I think the combo, as you referred to it, just makes too much sense, right? He does a good job of the instructor stuff he has athleticism that lets Shanahan do something that he hasn't done since like RG3 back in 2012 I don't really understand why you would choose a different uh, option but I, I do I can see a way that he can talk himself into Mac Jones and think that that is something to really covet within his offense
0: yeah, I can't wait to see what the actual decision is. So we get to see Shanahan, get to see Belichick. I just, there's one other big story. I just want to tease it really quickly because we're doing a little bit of research on this. I wanted to go back and say, what is the best way to build around a young first contract quarterback? And it surprised me a little bit. We talk a lot about, you know, get those receiving weapons and everything. But it might just be. These are the decisions the Bengals have to make right now, the Dolphins, and then even the Jaguars and the Jets. They get to pick a quarterback and then build around their guys so i think that's the other big story is watching the team building around so many young quarterbacks we'll have more on that on the main pff nfl podcast and on the daily later this week let us know what do you think what's the biggest storyline pff nfl draft uh, no just the nfl draft in general you screwed it up steve keep that in